Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he said, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last for ever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, In the beginning... Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment, they will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? This is a complex book with intricate arguments. You may have noticed that it doesn't address a particular church, nor is it signed by a particular author. But don't let that fool you. This is not just a theoretical work. It might look a bit odd and talk about some unusual things, but Hebrews is an invitation to soak in the herbal essence of consummated Judaism. Hebrews takes all the promises, all the longings, all the inclinations of the children of Abraham and pours out Jesus upon them. It goes crazy for Jesus. It celebrates the Old Testament revelation. It honours angels. It bows to the practices of the past. But it shows they were just shadows or signposts or carefully cultivated cravings. It pours out Jesus as the longing and answer and glorious consummation of every one of them. It shows that Jesus is and has always been and always will be the superior, majestic glory in this universe. 
In the end, if we look at it rightly, everything wise and good and beautiful points to Jesus. Jesus is the heir of all things. Everything ultimately will sit in his house and he will do with them whatever he wants. Jesus is the sustainer of all things. If you or I stopped working for a few weeks, almost nothing would fall apart in the world. Sabbath confirms that to us. But if Jesus stopped working for a second, even for a nanosecond, everything would melt into chaotic emptiness. Whether you acknowledge him or deny him, whether you worship him or reject him, if Jesus pulled back from your life, even for a second, you would disintegrate. Jesus sustains all things. And Jesus was the source through whom all things were made. The fabric of life passed through him and was pieced together in him. He's vastly superior in the past, in the present and in the future. And to top it all, he's the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of God's being. Jesus shows us God perfectly all the time. So here's to Jesus. Let's raise this toast to him and not to anyone else. There are many wonderful things in our world, technology and creativity, nature and personality, and we do right to give it some honour, but no one else could be more worthy or more magnificent than Jesus. This book calls us to fix our eyes on Jesus, to approach Jesus, to stand close to Jesus, to soak ourselves in Jesus. If you say yes to this book's marinating mandate, you will not merely have read something, you will have soaked up his sufficiency and been transformed into a true worshipper. Here's a question for reflection. In what ways are you conscious of Jesus sustaining you? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.